1: Welcome into the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel World Baseball Classic Best Bets episode here on the podcast. Brendan Glasheen joined by one of our baseball experts, Sean Zarillo. We're going to dive right into the fifth World Baseball Classic. It begins on Tuesday. Just some nuts and bolts. Two-week tournament championship game will be in Miami Tuesday, March 21st. So they get this sucker done in two weeks. We'll have four additional teams from the previous regimes. This year, we have 20 teams as opposed to 16. And the last winner was the United States, when they beat Puerto Rico back in 2017. They were going to bring this back in 2021, but COVID uh, knocked that out. So, World Baseball Classic is back. We'll dive into some more history as well, how it all breaks down. Zerillo. It is always a a round of firsts with you. I have yet to do a world baseball classic pod with you. I'm very curious as to how you handicap and how your baseball number crunching and breakdowns might work for this. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult to find data on some of these teams, some of these players, even the teams in the middle tier who have some major league players on them. The rest of the roster is filled out with guys who it's very difficult to find data on. So. We do our best. I think the best way to approach it is to know that the best teams are likely to be there in the end. And teams like the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, the United States, I have good data on them. So to see how they stack up relative to each other, I think was the most interesting aspect. And then we sort of fill out the rest of the table to the best of our abilities. There's teams like Cuba, who I think are huge wild cards, who a lot of their talent, their best talent from their league was sort of sucked out by major league teams signing their young prospects. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had as many professional Cuban players defecting and coming over in recent years. So Cuba is a huge wild card. So we don't really know what their talent pool is considering they're normally one of the best baseball countries in the world. But just to briefly set the format, four pools, five teams, they're all going to play around Robin. The top two teams from each pool are going to advance. Pool A will play pool B. Pool C will play pool D in the semifinals. And then they're going to, or sorry, they, they will play a quarterfinal with the one versus twos. The winners yep. of those matchups will play a semifinal and then the pools will meet in the final all single game elimination all the way through. So a lot of luck can factor into this. Once you get to that single game elimination stage, you're going to need a little bit of depth to get through the four other teams in your pool. But then once you get to that single game elimination, three games at the end to potentially win it, a little bit of luck could go a long way. So always a fun tournament. This is going to be fun to talk about. And who knows, maybe we get one of these teams that are 100 to 150 to 1 go on a little Cinderella run.
1: As it pertains to the FanDuel Sportsbook, odds from FanDuel for our podcast here, the Action Network podcast, looking at the World Baseball Classic, you have your outrights and then you also have your pool winners. So if we go pool by pool, we'll start with pool A. Cuba, the favorite at plus 115. Are you willing, and you brought up Cuba there a moment ago, or are you willing to uh, not necessarily dumpster dive, but look further down the board to make a play here?
2: Yeah, I think this is the most wide open of the four pools. All of the teams that I have here, so there's 20 teams in the field. All the teams that I have here in this pool are ranked between seven and 13th. Very tightly bunched. Cuba, basically, in their four potential games, I would only project them between 52% and 58%. As we go through the other pools, you'll see the wider range of potential money lines when you get to your USAs or your Japans against the lesser teams you should be getting into the minus 400s. But basically, I would have Cuba between minus 120 and minus 140, minus 110 and minus 140 in each of those four games. The team who stands out to me, the team who's surprisingly ranked above their spot was Italy. They have a bunch of major league guys on their roster. Not as many stars as a team like the Netherlands. Or, I mean, Cuba has Luis Robert. But the Netherlands have guys like Xander Bogarts. Their pitching is a little spotty. Italy is guys like Vinny Pasquantino. They have guys like Ryan Castellani in the bullpen. And when I projected out the entire roster for Italy, I think they actually do fare better over the course of playing four games. They have a little bit more depth and just a touch more major league pieces on their roster. Mike Piazza, unfortunately might be their best catcher and he is managing the team. So that's a huge hole there. Maybe he comes off the bench and gives them a pinch hitting opportunity when they need it. But Italy, I think, just outranks where their odds are. They're around four to one, as high as six to one, depending on where you look. I would bet them down to around plus 350. I think they're going to be competitive in all of these games, and I like the depth on their roster. So Italy to win their group at over around 3.5 to one, I think, is a fine bet. Like I said, though, this is a wide open group. I don't mind taking a shot on any of these teams. Chinese Taipei in here. We bet on the CPBL a lot during the pandemic going to see how their bats stack up is very interesting because that's an offensive heavy league and they have some interesting pitching prospects as well who throw hard so i'm interested to see how chinese taipei stacks up against some of these major league guys but the team in here for me is italy we will probably be betting other teams against cuba but it's mostly just trying to find a team in a bunched up group that i think can pop
1: whoever emerges from pool a has to face a gauntlet in all likelihood it's japan coming out of pool b they're at minus 550 korea next at plus four ten. So, of course, for Japan, the angle you'd take on them is is they're starting pitching, right? They're starting pitching Otani, Darvish, Sasaki. These are guys that could carry them through, and we'll get to outrights later on. But are you looking elsewhere other than Japan in Pool B?
2: Yeah, I like Korea here at four and a half to one, uh, four to one to win the group. You know, basically, I think this is a two-team group. Japan, I make 75% or better against the other three teams that aren't Korea. Korea, I make 70% or better against the other three teams that aren't Japan. So I do think that this game or this group comes down to the one game between Korea and Japan, and you're giving me Korea right now at 4-1 to when I would probably make Japan at best around minus 150 in that matchup, starting pitching matchup provided. But I do think Korea, the KBO... The money influx from ESPN, the attention it's gotten. the You look at the KBO stars that have come over here and improved, like Hasan Kim, Kim on that Korean roster. It's actually funny when we get this Korea-Japan matchup, especially if you're a Cardinals fan, because you're going to be getting Tommy Edmund against Lars Nubar as prominent pieces in this matchup. But obviously, the Japan has more recognizable stars. Darvish Otani, you mentioned Roki Sasaki, maybe the best pitching prospect in the world right now but I think Korea is a pretty solid team as well. Very deep. I think they have a lot of pieces that are going to be able to compete with Japan, but it's purely just a pricing thing. I certainly project Japan as the better team. Right. I make them the second best or the second likeliest winner of the tournament, probably having as the third best team overall. Korea, I have fifth. Everybody else in this group, starting with Australia, I have as 16th and below. So there's a huge gap between these two teams and the rest of the group. I think it comes down to one game at best. I couldn't imagine we're going to get better than two to one, maybe two and a half to one on Korea in that game straight up. I said I would probably project it closer to plus 150 on average. So, Korea pre tournament, pre flop, I definitely think is a great bet to win their group, win their pool at four to one.
1: Other side of the bracket, Pool C, Team USA, minus 360, the favorite to come out of that particular pool. It's not as loaded of a team. And we'll get to Group D when we talk about the Dominican Republic, but you, Trout, Betts, Schorber, Goldschmidt, alonzo go right down the list. They've got some household names that are in the majors. I guess, do you consider at all what their responsibilities are at the major league level when you factor this in? I'm curious as to how you, because you do have data on a lot of these players um, from a from a major league baseball standpoint. Do, do, but do you have confidence that the United States guys care as much because they've got...
2: These guys are big money players in Major League Baseball. You know, I do think they care. I don't think Mike Trout, who has had very few opportunities, maybe one opportunity in the playoffs in his entire career, is going to bypass an opportunity to win something on a big stage. This is a chance for him to really add something to his legacy. I don't think these guys are jumping on the team. There's so many options for Team USA for who to put on this roster. If these guys are half-hearted about being on the roster, I don't know why they would go. So no, no That's concerns true. regarding confidence. You talked about having data though to see how this USA team stacks up, because there are more teams, frankly, in this bracket, in this half of the bracket that we have major league data on as compared to your Koreas and Japan, where I'm using major league equivalent stats. I projected, and we'll just jump ahead to the semifinal. Potentially, I projected USA as a better team than the Dominican Republic. And that surprised me going in. Hmm. The big thing here is the defense. You look at the Dominican Republic behind the plate with Gary Sanchez or Francisco Mejia. We're going to run buck wild on that team. Not only on stolen bases with Trey Turner and Mookie Betts up top, but you think on the base pass as well. And we're a much better defensive team too. Sanchez, an absolute mess behind the plate. Dominican Republic in the corner outfield. Probably going to have Soto, Eloy Jimenez, Teoscar Hernandez. Some combo of those three will be their two corner outfielders. So we are a much better defensive team, top to bottom. We are a faster, better base running team, top to bottom, aside from probably Julio Rodriguez, maybe Jeremy Pena a little bit. But the USA's pitching kind of stacks up with Puerto Rico better than I thought. Their offense, we have more depth than they do. They have maybe... Better top heavy stars like Soto, Julio, but we have more depth throughout our lineup. So, actually, I'm surprised to see that I projected the USA out as well as I did. I think our base running defense is going to be huge throughout the World Baseball Classic, our depth as well. And one thing I want to add since we're talking about it, we talked about the rule changes on our payoff pitch podcast. The spring training rules that you're seeing, the rules for the new major league season, those will not be implemented during the World Baseball Classic. Shifts are still allowed extra time between pitches. All of the things that you're accustomed to seeing from previous years, these games are going to be slow and long, lots of pitching changes. So just be prepared for that. But I think all these players being accustomed to shifting aggressively as well. I think the USA, USA baseball game introduced shifting more aggressively than the other leagues did. So I think we get an advantage there on top of that. Uh, USA relative to their group though, you know, I do make us the number one team. I have Venezuela or Venezuela is in the, Group D. They're they're the pool D. D, Yes, I'm sorry. So we we have a big advantage over our pool. Because I have Mexico's eighth best. USA, Mexico, Canada,
1: Colombia, Great Britain.
2: Yeah, I have Mexico eighth, Colombia uh 14th, Canada 12th, and then Great Britain 17th, and basically dead on arrival. But the gap between USA and the rest of our pool here is pretty substantial. I don't make us less than basically a 65% favorite in every game, and that's assuming Julio Arias would start against us if we played Mexico and I would have us above 80% against Great Britain and, you know, some of the lesser teams in this group. So I wouldn't necessarily lay minus 400 on us to win the group, but there could be a potential value there. We're likely closer to 85 or 90% than we are 80%. Uh, we should smash this group. The problem is once we get to the semifinal, the quarterfinal, semifinal, final, we're going to have to beat The other top three teams likely in succession in Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, and then Japan. So that is where it gets difficult for us is after we qualify beyond the pool round, we probably have to beat the top three teams in a row.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better.
1: In pool D, much has been made of this excellent Dominican Republic lineup. They're at minus 250 to win the pool. You look up and down. You're like, wow, this is a pretty pretty incredible uh, cast of characters here. Devers, Machado, uh, Segura, Pena, uh, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Nelson Cruz. I mean, go up and down. Now, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did opt out. He will not be participating for the Dominican Republic. And another notable... Miguel Rojas for Venezuela also opted out just a couple days ago. That's important to note when you consider your uh, decisions. And, of course, Vlad is a a big name. But uh, here, you got the DR at minus 250. Venezuela, Puerto Rico, not too far behind. Is there any way you could fade the Dominican Republic?
2: Yeah, I like Venezuela in this group. This Venezuela roster is stacked. They have a lot of pedigree, championship pedigree. I mean, you talked about Acuna, Altuve, Salvi Perez, three of the top four hitters in their lineup, all of rings. Their pitching depth is really good too. So there's basically four teams that I project as if you played out a full season with these 20 teams in this field, there's four teams I would expect to finish with winning records and Venezuela would just get in there at above 500 because they can compete with the DR Japan and Team USA over a long stretch. They have a lot of depth. They have more potential infield depth than some of these other teams around them, which I think is really interesting because they can mix and match pieces. Even losing Rojas, not an issue for them. He probably found out he wasn't going to play because they have a lot of depth on this roster. I like their pitching depth quite a bit as well. They don't really have that ace level talent or those super duper star level talents like your Soto's in their lineup. I mean, Andres Jimenez put up like a five or six one season last year. He's a great player. Acuna is a great player. They just don't necessarily have in their pitching staff the level of the potential aces that team USA or the DR does. I think it's more a bunch of number two, number three type starters. So I think they're a very solid team. I think they're very much going to be in the mix. I should mention Puerto Rico as well projects very well. I have them as the six best team and I can't, there's uh there's the tier of the top four teams with the USA, Japan, DR, and Venezuela. And then I have a second tier with Korea and Puerto Rico, where I think those teams are serious contenders. They're just not quite as good as the other teams around them. And then also you think about Puerto Rico, they have a lot of good teams that they would have to beat. They have to beat two teams that are better than them in their group, even though I make them the sixth best team. So they have the fourth and third best team in their group. They would probably have to get through the number one team if they wanted to advance in the quarterfinals, then likely beat the number three or two team again in the semis, and then beat the number two team in Japan in the finals. So it's just an absolute mess for Puerto Rico, their path, not only to get to the next round, but then to qualify winning three straight days. I don't love their pitching depth. I think they can qualify. I just don't think they can go all the way and win the title. And I don't see them winning their group necessarily, but Venezuela, I think can pull the upset. The difference here between Venezuela at four to one and Korea at four to one is that Korea is in a two team group. Venezuela to me is in a three team group with the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, where those games are going to be slightly more competitive. So I make the DR about a 55% favorite on average over Venezuela, make them 60% over Puerto Rico, and I would make a Venezuela about 55% over Puerto Rico. So it's those three teams for me, everybody else, they should be 70% favorites or more over. I think it's an interesting group, but just like I said, compare that plus four to one with three teams versus plus four to one with two teams, and that's why I prefer Korea as a bet.
1: Right. So if you have Venezuela at Fifty-five percent against those opponents,
2: then that's why you're saying plus three eighty. There's value there. Yeah, I would have them at forty-five percent against the Dominican Republic and then fifty-five percent against Puerto Rico. So that the difference between those three teams isn't drastic. I do prefer Venezuela amongst the three, and then I would make them, you know, seventy-five percent against Israel, eighty percent against Nicaragua. So those those games they should be safe. But when they play, they need to beat Puerto Rico, and then they need to have a chance to upset Venezuela or upset the Dominican Republic. I certainly think they do. And I think on top of that, they have a chance to win the tournament as well. They're outrights at around 12 to one and 11 to one. I think that's a solid bet. I would just prefer their their pool stage bet at four to one instead of their outright. Okay, before we get
1: out of here, let's do some outright discussion, project some of these semifinal matchups and how you might find yourself giving a path for one of these longer shots to take home the World Baseball Classic just from Uh, Some history here. Japan won this tournament in 06 and 09, DR in 13, USA in 17. As I said, they didn't have this in 2021, so they're finally getting this back together. Um, Two-week tournament, as we know. So that's important to note, though, because uh, of the pitching and resting guys. And we talked about Japan. If they could go on a run, they've got three horses that could lead them there. Dominican Republic at plus 210. Team USA plus 260. Japan plus 280. But first map out for us some semi-final possible matchups that you could see and why you could convince the people as to why there is value on a longer shot play for an outright winner.
2: Yeah, so Korea and Japan, I would make favorites over any of the teams that they would potentially face in that quarterfinal, the crossover matchups, potentially with that Cuba group, Italy, Netherlands, Panama, Chinese, Taipei. I would make Japan at least 60% over any of those teams. I make Korea around 55% over any of those teams. So I mentioned that I like Korea to win their group, potentially over Japan. Either way, I think they're going to qualify because that's a two-team group. And then on top of that, I like their outrights because their path goes through a team where they're going to be favored, likely Japan again, and then they're in the final and you have a ticket that's 12-1 or 11-1. So Japan's outrights, not bad on top of their pool bet. Obviously, I said I prefer their pool bet, but that is how I see the left-hand side of the bracket playing out is likely a matchup and a rematch between Japan and Korea in the semifinals. I have those as the second and the fifth-best teams in the tournament. And then in the other half of the bracket with Pool C and Pool D, which is Team USA's group and the Dominican Republic's group, the likely semifinal matchups here involve... Team USA against Venezuela, most likely unless they're able to upset the Dominican Republic, I would make USA around 60% against Venezuela. So again, another reason to like Venezuela because I would suspect that that money line is going to end up being just a touch higher, probably closer to plus 200, depending on the pitching matchup. So I think going in free tournament, you're probably, I mean, you could place a rollover. Once you get to that stage, you could just bet their group rights or their, their pool. Odds pre-tournament. And then once you get to the quarterfinals, just sort of money line roll over them from game to game. But pre-tournament, I think they're a solid bet as well on top of their pool odds. Again, same rage as Korea. I do make them a better team, though. I have them as the fourth best team in the tournament. And then the other half would likely be the Dominican Republic going against Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain. They should smash those teams. The DR has an easier path. To get to the finals, just because their their quarterfinal matchup is going to be significantly easier than ours is, and I still expect them to qualify as one of the three best teams from their group. So, looking at the finals, your most likely finals Japan versus USA. I would make USA around minus one thirty five in that matchup. I would make Japan around minus one ten or a uh, plus one ten against the Dominican Republic if that were the matchup, and basically with Venezuela. I think Japan would be around a minus 110 favorite. If you get Korea in there, obviously you bump up those percentages just a touch depending on the matchups. But as I mentioned throughout, Venezuela, Korea, your value teams. I also like Italy around four to one to win their group as well. Keep saying group. It is a pool. I'm used to saying groups for World Cup. Yep. And then on top of that, the outrights would be Korea and Venezuela in the same price range. I make them the fourth and fifth best teams. I think they get to the next round. And I don't mind their past once they get there. All right, excellent. Are you going to consume a lot of this? Like, do you do you would you watch a lot of this? It's you know the times are going to be difficult. So like, pool A starts uh, Tuesday night at eleven p.m., and then the games are going to go all through the morning. So if you were betting CPBL with me, KVO with me throughout the pandemic, we were accustomed to watching baseball at these times and betting baseball at these times. i got to be careful though. You know, again, a lot of these teams I don't have substantial data on or data that I'm too comfortable with. I did my best to project these out. I feel pretty comfortable with where my projections came out relative to the odds, but just because I say a team is going to be minus 150 in this game doesn't mean I would put 100% certainty behind that projection like I would with my MLB projection. I can be more careful, look for particular spots, but certainly this is a really exciting tournament. And I think the fact that we miss one, not for the best reasons, obviously, but the fact that we miss one just adds more excitement onto this one.
1: Okay. Fifth World Baseball Classic begins on Tuesday. Thanks to Sean Zarillo. If you are a fan of baseball, we do have Action Network's Major League Baseball Betting Podcast Payoff Pitch. You can find us there for division previews as well as the preseason preview that was very well done by Zerillo and Colin Whitchurch breaking down some of the rule changes. So plenty of baseball coverage coming to you from payoff pitch as the Major League Baseball season nears. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic, everybody. For Sean Zerillo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.